Welcome to the Life Fellowship Ministries International Broadcast. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. Thank you, Pastor. And, and Mark and Christine, I want to thank both of y'all for starters, the 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 faith and and the uh, and the confidence that you saw that in me that thought I might be able to actually pull this off. Uh, sorry, I'll keep I'll keep the microphone up a little bit more. And more importantly than that, for the support and encouragement uh, that y'all provided for this uh, entire endeavor, uh, trying to develop uh, a, uh, a a message is. Not as easy as I thought it was, and it's particularly not easy when when, when you're fasting and and you're trying to have that clarity of mind. And and uh, I'm going to hope that comes out. That clarity of mind part of it at least comes comes out during during this session. Um, for those of y'all that are watching through the internet or that are new in in to the venue and everything like that, you may not recognize me. Uh, and there's a pretty good reason for that, and that's because I'm usually on the other side of the camera. I'm on the other side of the internet screen. I'm, I'm back there and back, and uh, um, I don't mind telling you, even a little bit, I'm, I'm a bit out of my comfort zone here. Okay? This is not normal for me. And I'm going to ask a favor, if I can, of, from everybody to, you know, help get me into that, maybe into a little bit more comfortable. I'm sorry, what? Okay. If I can, would everybody please stand up and turn around and face the back wall for me? Now, there's, there, there's, two, there's two reasons for that. Number one is I want to call out my usual ministry team back there in the back, Okay. You've got Julia, you've got Matthew, you've got uh, Steve on camera, uh, Victor is helping out back there, you've got our newest um, ministry team member, AV team member, Tasha. They all do a great job. They are the, the ones that, uh, that make the pastor and for at least the next 20 minutes anyway, me look good and sound good. And I greatly appreciate what it is, everything that they do. And there's a second reason that I'm asking you all to do this, and, and that's because, well, to be honest with you, this is the direction that I'm used to seeing most of y'all from. <laughs> I can now look out here amongst all of y'all, and I know I'm in good hands. I'm among friends. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I, 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 already, I already feel more comfortable. <laughs> now, um... Everybody I know is in a hurry to get to the, to the chili cook-off, so I'm going to go ahead and get started into, into my message real quick, and the message today is entitled, A Call to Ministry. And the very first point that I need to make is that all believers, all believers are ministers, okay? Now, I can't see many of y'all, but the ones that I can see... I saw a little bit of skepticism, okay? It's like, wait a minute, what do you mean everybody, all of us are ministers? It's, it's true, and I'm going to ask you all again, 
This one's a little easier. Nobody has to stand up, but I am going to ask you to raise your hand if you have participated in any of these activities at any time. If you made a chili or if you made a side dish or if you made a dessert for us to share today, raise your hand. If you've ever participated or assisted in one of the sunrise services that we do on Easter, raise your hand. If you've ever hosted or led a life group, raise your hand. If you, if you currently participate or have participated in one of the team ministries, raise your hand. And if you're wondering what those team ministries are, that's leadership, praise and worship, prayer team, greeting, hospitality, logistics, children's ministry, and yes, tech arts. Okay? Have you ever brought a lunch for a Christian brother? Or maybe driven him to the store? Or maybe changed a light bulb for an elderly church member? Now, on the odd chance that there's somebody here that hasn't raised their hand yet, have you ever prayed for a Christian brother or sister? Raise your hand. Welcome, you are all ministers. And just so that, you know, I, I guess there's a little bit of a background there or a little bit of an explanation needed as to what it is we're talking about when we say ministry. The biblical definition of ministry Oh, I'm sorry, there's another point I need to make in here. See, this is difficult. This is difficult. <laughs> I have to read what's supposed to be up here on the slide board before I can actually go in and have that discussion, and I understand that. So ministers are spirit-led to provide a service or a blessing to the earthly body of Christ. That means all of us as Christians. Okay? And to get that and to understand that, you need to know that the biblical definition of ministry is serving in the role of or as a priest in offering up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. Now imagine I'm making a few more people even a little bit more uncomfortable. First off, I said all of y'all are ministers, and now I'm saying that if you're in ministry, you're acting in the role as a priest. Well, if you're a little bit uncomfortable with that, hmm, too late. God's already done that for you. He's already called you a priest. In 1 Peter 2.9, it says, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests. A holy nation, God's very own possession. And it continues, As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. So it's not me calling y'all holy priest. God's already done that. And as a holy priest, you are called to offer up sacrifices acceptable to God. And those sacrifices are ministry roles. It's the things that you can do for one another and for the church that you're being called to do as your sacrifices. I want to be real clear here. Now, you know, like I said, it's... it's it's not an accident and it's not a misinterpretation or anything like that that, that 
to call you a priest or to call you a minister, okay? Uh, it, is a, it is a real role, and it's a real role that was actually planned for you specifically a long time ago. Ephesians 3.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Jesus Christ so that we can do the good things that he promised long ago, or that he planned for us long ago. It was God's intent from the moment that we were created anew in Christ Jesus was for us to be a minister. He planned it that way, and he knew the good things, the good deeds that he scheduled and planned. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm getting there, Pastor Honest. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is fun. Uh, so, and, and you know, he knew, he knew what you were capable of, and he knows what you're capable of, and he planned good deeds for you to do from the beginning. All we have to do is to stop, listen to the Holy Spirit, listen to God, and to see the opportunities around us to be able to, to, be able to know what that ministry role is, to know what those individual ministry roles are. Proverbs, and, and has everybody been reading their Proverbs? I've been enjoying it. Um, I, I find it, among many other things, one of the things I find most amazing is, you know, how the pastor always likes the, you know, to preach to the three points and everything like that. And, and we've made reference to, you know, how, how do children learn repetition, repetition, repetition? Well, if you're reading the Proverbs, you'll, you'll notice and, it, and I didn't notice it until recently, but quite often in a single chapter, you'll hear the same point done multiple times over, okay? And God knew we were his children, and guess what? Repetition, 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 and we were learning what it was that he was telling us. So Proverbs 3.27 says, Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to help them. Seeing a need or an opportunity to serve or minister and then actually doing it can significantly impact and change the lives of those that you're ministering to and yourself as well. Next point. I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember. Ministers use skills, talents, gifts, and abilities that they already have to bless and serve other Christians. There are ministry roles that require additional training. There are ministry roles that require uh, a, a level of skill or talent that not all of us have. Uh, you will never see me participate in the praise and worship ministry, at least not up here in a platform standpoint. Uh, I, can't, I can't carry a note if my life depended on it. It's not a ministry that I'm geared around, but a ministry that I am geared around and that I do have a talent in is tech arts. And so I'm using skills and talents that I brought in to the ministry. That's not to say that God hasn't dramatically increased them while I've been here. Uh, there's all kinds of, of 
things about cameras and photography and sound and things like that that I had no earthly idea about when I started into this ministry. And I've picked those up and I've gained those skills and I can use those skills outside of ministry now because I've picked them up. But going into it, I didn't have, you know, all I, all I brought was minimal computer skills into that role. But they were skills that I was able to bring in and now use to minister both to the church and hopefully to anybody else that might be watching this on the internet. Okay? Uh, Pastor Mark, Pastor Christine, they have different skill sets. Each one of y'all have different skill sets. And the ministries that y'all can provide are going to be different and they're going to, and, and they're all needed. Uh, I know y'all have heard, you know, it said many times that we're all part of the body of Christ. And I know for the longest time, you know, I thought, well, okay, I, I might in fact be a part of the body of Christ, but my part's probably the big toe. <laughs> Guess what? As somebody that's lost the use of a big toe for a while, having broken it and everything like that, I can tell you without it, the body doesn't work quite right. It doesn't accomplish everything that it's capable of. Things like walking, things like standing in balance become difficult if the big toe isn't doing its job, okay? So you might feel like you're just the big toe, but guess what? It's, you still have a role to play. You still have a ministry to do that can enable the entire body to do what it needs to do and what it can do. In Hebrews 13, 16, we read, And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. We talked about the priesthood again, you know, in the definition of ministry. We talked about making sacrifices or, you know, these are the sacrifices that are acceptable to God. Okay, these aren't sacrifices in the way that we think of sacrifices as I'm giving something up. These are actually sacrifices that we are offering to God. And an acceptable sacrifice is one that's done with the right heart and with the right intention. When we also, there's, a, there's another way of, of, another version of the Bible, the Christian English Bible, that says that verse in a little bit different manner. And again, we're talking about Hebrews 13, 16. It says, don't forget to do good and to share what you have. Because God is pleased with these kinds of sacrifices. Again, the skills, the talents, the abilities that you're already bringing in to the church and that you've already developed and that you already are capable of are what you can use to minister. Ministry is, is also an evidence, is also evidence of spiritual maturity. In Hebrews 6.10, it says, For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers, as you still do. If you make it a point and a habit to help others to look out for and seek out ministries, God is faithful and will take notice of it. 
Helping others is one of the best ways that you can demonstrate and express your faith. As you grow spiritually and mature in your relationship with God, you'll become more in tuned to what God is doing around you. And as you see where God is moving, there are going to be opportunities to minister that you'll be able to see and that you'll be able to actively participate in. You know, most pastors, many pastors, I guess is probably the better way to say that, many pastors um, have, were able to hear God's calling to their vocational ministry by participating in, I won't call it regularly, regular ministry, it's not regular because it's special each and every time you do it, but, if you, but, but we're talking about marketplace type ministry, we're talking about ministries that you're just capable of providing as a member that you just uh, provide as a good and genuine Christian individual. When they see God moving, they're faithful in following him and, and seeing those ministry roles and accepting him. And as a result, God has brought them to a closer relationship with him. He has, uh, he has seen their spiritual maturity, and he, is, and he is then confident, as he always was, but then he is additionally more confident to say, okay, hey, there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's, a higher, there's another role, another ministry role that you can step into and that I'm going to call you to. One other thing I don't want, and this is another one of those points up there, guys, something else I really, really want to caution everybody about, and that is please don't minimize your service or ministry, kind of like that big toe scenario that we were talking about up here a little bit. You know, don't get it into your head uh, that because of some perceived or maybe even, you know, very real limitation, you can't or shouldn't minister, don't dwell in the past and thinking, well, you know, I did that or, you know, because I did that, maybe I'm not supposed to be or I'm not allowed to be a minister. Don't let those things, you know, don't let those things impact you. Uh, the, back in Ephesians, the verse that we read just a little bit ago, Ephesians 2.10, it says that we were created anew. That means you don't have to worry about that past any longer. It's not relevant to what you're capable of doing now, okay? Uh, and it goes on uh, furthermore, or also in that verse, to say uh, that we are God's masterpiece. And that means that we are wonderfully, perfectly made to accomplish the good works that he planned for us a long time ago. And um, I'm going to ask maybe if I can get someone to do a quick little ministry for me again real fast. Uh, can I get somebody to give me a bottle of water? <laughs> these, li these, these, lights, these lights are kind of bright. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Minister Bobby Joe. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Bobby Joe. Galatians 6 9 tells us, Let us not get tired of doing what is good. 
at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. I've got another example of a, of a ministry where the person involved was didn't really feel like that it was a, a, a big deal. And yet the significance of it was far beyond what she could possibly imagine. My wife and I, when we attended another church uh, several years ago, many years ago, uh, there was a young lady that worked in the children's ministry. She was a teenager. She was between high school and college. She had a lot of free time. And she offered up herself as a babysitter for parents that, you know, that needed a date night or that had an activity that they needed to attend. And she said that she would take care of the, uh, of the kids and babysit for them. I don't know whether that was a, you know, a paid role, whether she was doing it, you know, at just as a volunteer, whether she was actually doing a business transaction, whatever the case may be, but she did offer it up and she was very regular and persistent in doing so. Several months later, the pastor at that church called her and another couple up to the platform. And he, he introduced it this way. She had been babysitting for that couple for many months, they had been taking the, taking the opportunity to, you know, for her service, they had been taking that opportunity and had been doing so for several months. And then they began speaking and they said that when they began using her as a babysitter, their marriage was in serious trouble. They really did not expect that their marriage was going to last. And that because this young lady had been willing to babysit and to, uh, to babysit at unusual hours and even on one occasion a long stretch period of time, they were able to attend Christian marriage counseling uh, and had even gone on a weekend marriage retreat. And as a result of her willingness to babysit, they were able to get this done. They were able to attend those meetings. They were able to attend those retreats. And as a result, their marriage was now strong and secure. Now, she didn't feel like she was doing much except for, you know, a simple little task of watching kids, something she enjoyed doing anyway. But the blessings to that family were incredible. And the blessings to her as a result of her ministry were incredible. Uh, part, of it, part of that blessing involved the fact that uh, the couple announced that they would be renewing their marriage vows. And that's a great thing. And they were going to ask her not only to be the maid of honor at their renewal, but she was also going to be serving as the best person for the renewal as well. So my first point was all believers are ministers. And my second point is the blessings of ministry multiply. Malachi 3.10 is a verse that I know we've heard many times. It's, blessing, it's, a, it's a verse that we, we like to hear, and we do hear it quite often. And it's bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great 
You will not have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. What you bring into the warehouse, I know quite often when we hear that verse, you know, the, the, the mindset is the tithe, the money, the treasure. But it's just not, it's not just that. What you bring to the warehouse is also your time, it's also your talents, it's your abilities, it's what you're capable of, okay? And the promise to multiply that and to pour it back out is likewise not just money. It's not just tithes. It's going to be blessings of service. It's going to be blessings of time. It's going to be blessings of, of activity. Things that you bring to the storehouse are what is going to be multiplied back uh, to you and to the church. Luke 6.38 says, Give and you will receive. Your gift will be returned to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more. And it continues running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give determines the amount you get back. There's a, an equation there that most of us probably aren't, aren't, aren't capable of fully understanding. But I call it, and I refer to it as God math, okay? And it goes simply like this. Your ministry times God equals blessed lives and a changed world. What you bring to the storehouse, what you share as an act of ministry gets multiplied and poured out and made available to so many more people. The impact goes well beyond just yourself, just this body. You know, we, we have a ministry that goes out to the world through the internet. Okay? And that ministry is only enabled because people like Matthew, people like Julia. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you, Jules. <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's, it's only magnified that way, and it only gets out to the Internet, and it only gets out to the world because these folks are willing to bring their time and their talents to the storehouse, and then they let God worry about the math. They let God worry about the blessings. They do what they can. God takes care of the rest. Sorry, I'm skipping around a little bit and having to realize where I'm at. So my first point was, all believers are ministers. My second point was, the blessings of ministry multiply. And my third point is, act. Be a blessing. There are plenty of opportunities out there. There are plenty of roles, there are plenty of ministries that you can perform and that you know, will be both a blessing to you and to the church. Ministry is an action. It's something that has to be done. The blessings are out there, both for you and for others. 
It's whoever does the act that's going to get those blessings. So whoever, you know, you're going, to, you're going to be blessed based upon what it is that you give in that sacrifice. The act that you, the, the act that you do in ministry is going to bless you as well as, as well as bless so many others. But you have to start out with doing something. Action starts with you seeking ways to bless others. If you need assistance, if you want help in being able to identify what your ministry is or, or what it is that you can do as an act of ministry, how you can make those sacrifices, start out by praying. Ask God for the opportunities. Ask God where he's moving and then go there to be available to be able to perform those acts of ministry. You can also reach out to the pastors. You can also reach out to any of the ministry teams that you see here today uh, and, and say, hey, are there, and ask, are there opportunities here? Is there something I can do? Uh, these are the talents that I've got, or these are the talents that I'm willing to try, or this is the amount of time that I have to spend. But make yourself available so that you know, they can provide that assistance to you. That's an act of ministry on their part when they can help you learn how to develop your ministry as well. The key is to make yourself available to minister. It's all right to start simple. Uh, Pastor Robert Morris, one of, our, one of our favorites, often tells the story about how um, he was walking across the parking lot and just simply bent over to pick up a piece of trash that he saw blowing and you know, uh, across the parking lot. And he stopped and he picked it up uh, and he went to throw it away and that was noticed by somebody and it's like, okay, you know, what kind of what kind of a church is this? You know, what kind of, what what kind of a minister is he that he's even out doing trash duty in the parking lot? You know, how great is that? Uh, there's a there's a phrase that we use around here quite often. It's called "whatever it takes" or "wit" is how we abbreviate it. It's whatever it takes ministry. Don't be afraid of doing something small, something that you might perceive to be not real significant because it's still an act of ministry and the impact when you get done applying that God math that we talked about earlier, when you get done applying that, the impact of what you uh, do, that small act, can be far-reaching. So the key is to make yourself available and not being afraid to try something new. You may discover that you've got a talent that you didn't know you had. I could just barely see you, Jules, when you do that, but thank you, keep it up. <laughs> And what, and, and what that is, guys, is, is this microphone. It has to be kind of like right here. But, and I am trying to remember. For those of y'all in the internet ministry, thank you. I've even got my wife doing it now. For, the, for those of you that are watching on the internet, don't think that because you're not here physically that there aren't blessings and there aren't ministries that you can provide as well. Uh, you can pray the prayer list. I know that they have out, on the, out in our social media sites uh, that the pastor and so many others uh, pray through on a weekly basis. So you can, you can pray for 
uh, our church gathering. You can pray that everything is going to go and that God's message is going to be received just the way that it is. You can hop on social media and you can write a testimony that the pastor can share. Uh, and you can, of course, always uh, send an email with an encouraging note telling us, okay, you know, your ministry is working, your activity, what you're doing is being seen, and it is being impactful. So the opportunities to minister are out there. They're all over. All you have to do is step out and actually perform those acts and get things rolling, and then watch the blessings multiply and grow and continue on. And they're going to continue on not just from this room, but they're going to continue on into eternity. I look forward, well, maybe looking forward isn't exactly the right phrase, but I can imagine in my mind's eye someday, on the other side of the pearly gates, someone's going to come over and tap me on the shoulder and say, you performing that ministry, you hitting the buttons on the TriCaster, you making sure that that camera got, was in focus, you making sure that the pastor's words could be heard clearly uh, on the Internet, that's why I'm here today. That's why I'm in heaven today. I heard that message. And that's why I'm here. And that's the type of potential impact that we're talking about here. It's life-changing, real-world changing. And I'm going to go back into the Proverbs just for the last two verses, just real quick, because I am really, really enjoying the Proverbs, Pastor. <laughs> Proverbs 11.25 in the, in the uh, New Living Translation, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. In the Message Bible, it reads a little bit different. It says... The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Again, real-world positive effects of ministry. Looking down at my clock, it says that it's 11. Pastor, there's one, I, 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 there's one, more, there's one more thing I want to do. Will you let me? Can I do the live it thing? Yeah, let's do that. Hmm? Well, go ahead. <laughs> this is the most exciting thing about this whole thing for me. I told you I was a little uncomfortable. I have been looking forward to this. I can't tell you for how long. This is a blessing to me, and I thank you. So what I want to say to you right now, and I know you all know the response on this one already, is be a blessing and be blessed as you go out and... Yeah. That sounded so good.